When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Here's what bonds us. I knew exactly where you were coming from. <laughs> and I was thinking the same thing because I have been in that situation far too often of the outdoor event where I have to wear, dare I say, a sport coat. That would just turn it into an absolute nightmare. Sports coat ditched right now. You go oh. with the Under Armour heat gear underneath, and the sweat just goes right from your torso right to your socks. So, I mean, that that oh, that so helps. you now you now wear gear underneath it. Oh yeah, yourself we, we, from the heat. We we graduated. It's not just the white button down shirt instead of a dark shirt or a blue shirt. You can get away with black, but man, to hide the sweat. But that black's going to absorb that heat. It's not going to be fun. Yeah. So white reflects. Doesn't show how badly you are when you have that 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 man boob sweat going, uh, mm. and it, you know it goes down the, the smaller your back. I mean, it's it's a bad scene. So you yeah. go with the Under Armour heat gear. Sweat goes right to your socks. Always wear the white button down. Under Armour heat gear. Oh yeah. Oh man, I am on game changer. Game am, changer. It really is. It sounds like it. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. The numbers are in on the NCAA Women's Championship game yesterday in terms of the ratings. Are you ready? Come on. Give me a big number. 9.9 million Woo! viewers. Wow. wow. <laughs> that is a monster. Oh, my goodness. All right, so here we go. Now, with that number, right. you've got to have several factors that draw eyeballs to the, to, to the TV. You've mm-hmm. got to have big personalities. You've got to have great teams. You've got to have great games. Check, check, and check. Yep. Caitlin Clark talking noise. After the Louisville game, after they beat South Carolina, Haley Van Lith early on, right? The outstanding guard for Louisville, you know, in the handshake line against Texas. I mean, all of the bad stuff. And yes, Angel Reese and her, you know, just infectious personality and that LSU team, along with Kim, look at me, Mulkey, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. all of that goes into not just that title game, but the build up to the title game. Man, that, that that led to a perfect storm, and I am so damn happy for those young ladies and the sport, having been there with my daughters. It was a great daddy-daughter day, man. That To hear that monster number, you had to have all those other factors all come together, and they did in one glorious tournament run that was culminated by LSU talking noise and taking down a title. And let's keep a couple of things in mind with that massive number. It's a 17-point game at the half, got to 21 early second half, and then uh, got all the way down to eight, but it never really... Felt close. Yeah, 
you never they made enough baskets down the stretch of that game to where you never felt like it was getting away from. Them. So the point was, it wasn't a barn burner of a second half. So here's a couple of notes with that. It is the most viewed women most viewed women's college basketball game on record, which we would have expected. It is up one hundred and three percent year <laughs> over year. Wow! And it peaked. At twelve point six million, wow! That is a monster. And for the monster people that were out on their phones watching, it is the most viewed college event ever on ESPN Plus. More than the college football natty for streamers. Yeah. most viewed college event ever on it. ESPN Plus. Those those young ladies earned every bit of the attention that they got, and it was a remarkable. Literally historic run on the court and also in the ratings off the court. That's that's I couldn't be happier. Just off the charts, absolutely amazing. And, and if you were there, Carlin, there was not a single seat that was available. Over nineteen thousand people in attendance, a sellout, and it was fifty fifty. I thought it would be damn near a home game for LSU. I mean, it, it, Iowa traveled, and they followed their star in Caitlin Clark. And it was remarkable to see that barn at the AAC where the Mavericks and Dallas Stars call home be that crowded and that rowdy with both fan bases. It was spectacular. The NCAA Women's Championship game, to say the least, was a hot ticket. Hot Ticket brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Enlighten me once again on the price level, the difference between the men's and the women's. To get into the women's Final Four, it was $323 to get into the building. Mm -hmm. The men's Final Four in Houston, albeit being played at NRG Stadium, right, a football stadium, but... to get into that building was $99. So the women were three times the the ticket as far as price just to get put your butt in a seat than it is for the men. Now, the men, obviously, it's, it's three times the size. You know, it's NRG Stadium compared to American Airlines in downtown Dallas. But I don't care. I mean, 323 to 99 that, that, that says everything you need to hear about the demand – as far as tickets go, and I, I witnessed it firsthand being there, it was packed and it was glorious. And the other thing I, wor- I wonder about is this. How about the fact that Gina Oriema was quoted from Pete Thamel, uh, ESPN College uh, writer, down in Houston. He's with the UConn men's team uh, at the Final Four. And Gino said, next year, if we have a healthy Paige Beckers, and it's Beckers and Caitlin Clark. He was operating under the assumption that they would do six million. He said, "We'll do ten million. Well, if this does ten million, which you just did, that going to do fourteen? Or maybe. What if, what if it's Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark? You know, in, in a rematch. What if it's Angel Reese and LSU you get, versus you get Paige, Paige Beckers, Beckers in there in the Final Four? I, I mean, mean, that's all. I, I tell you what, if you could and mark it down right now, I'd take it. it, it I mean, immediately if we had UConn. South Carolina, LSU, Iowa, women's Final Four next year, with those personalities, coach, come on. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. We have Gino 
uh, talking about this on game day yesterday and what he wants for next year. Play, uh, fellas, play it from there, will you? I'm dying for that matchup next year. You know, hopefully we can get that matchup where we get, you know, Caitlin, Caitlin Clark uh, and Paige Beckers on the same floor at the same time playing for a national championship. I love nothing better than that. And listen, for Gino, it's going to be odd to not be there. I mean, that had to be an odd scenario. But nonetheless, uh, to see all of this, and I, I would think for him, how much do you think for Gino it just bugs him a little bit that this success level was reached Hell without yes. him? And Kim Mulkey winning another natty at a different school, first person to, to, to do that in women's hoop. And then also to deliver the first ever basketball title, men's or women's, at LSU. And the way she does it and goes about it with the outfits and everything else. I mean, there's a reason she has the, the nickname, Kim, look at me, Mulkey, right? But <laughs> she's also earned it. And, and, man, give me those four teams right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm punching a ticket. Uh, I mean, I'm in. Uh, that would be absolutely spectacular. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. We haven't spent any time uh, these few minutes talking about the controversy, if people want to call it that, with Angel Reese as she pointed to her ring finger and waved her hand in front of her face along John, the John Cena lines of, you can't see me, toward Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark had, of course, talked plenty of smack uh, in leading into the game and on Friday night. Uh, against South Carolina and had done that gesture before. So after the game, a lot of people didn't like the fact that Angel Reese kind of seeked her out and made sure to point out, hey, I've got the ring and you don't. And Caitlin Clark didn't really seem to have a problem with it. Said, yeah, I didn't really see it, but they won. They they can do whatever they want when they win. And I, I'm still blown away by the fact that People had a real problem with it. Here was Angel Reese after the game. I don't care about anybody else and what they have to say about me. That's the difference between me and a lot of people. I, I, I don't. And the biggest goal for me is a national champion. I don't want it. I don't care to be All-American. I don't care to be a defensive player of the year, player of the year. The biggest goal is to be a national champion. And that's what I did. And that's what I, I can just brag on because at the end of the day, it's, it's a team effort. And regardless, I'm going to be me, but I can't do it without the, the girls here. And I can't do it without the rest of my teammates and my coaches. So... Twitter can say what they want to say. I love Twitter, and I love reading those comments. I have all the screenshots of what everybody has said about me all season. And now what are you going to say now? And to follow it up, here's your coach, who I think makes the most important point of it all. Here's Kim Mulkey. She's a magnet. She speaks her mind. She does trash talk. Um, hell, I trash talk. You trash talk. We all love to talk it. But now you have a lot of people watching you, and Angel is unapologetic for who she is. Angel is very, very smart, and she's very, very savvy. And she knows if she crosses the line and it becomes vulgar or it becomes something that doesn't represent me or LSU, someone will tell me and then I will get involved. Otherwise, if what I was told is all there is to it, so be it. That, that's it to me. When it's not vulgar, it's not anything that didn't represent the university well, she didn't start a fight, she wasn't playing dirty, there was none of that. And when the coach says that, and I didn't love that the coach is making it a little bit more about her and saying how she represents me. No, it's about the university and what she did there. Then she's not going to have a problem with it. I didn't have a problem with Caitlin Clark talking noise after they beat South Carolina. She earned that moment. I had zero issue with Haley Van Lith, the way she handled that handshake line 
uh, as a Louisville guard uh, with, with a Texas Longhorn player. And she did drop an F-bomb. We all saw it. You know, told him bleep, bleep, pop, which I thought was actually a great line by Death, <laughs> right? I mean, and I just don't – I don't get why so many people are having an issue with Angel Reese and these same people didn't say a damn thing when Caitlin Clark was talking all that noise. And you brought this up earlier, Colin. I think it's a great point for people just tuning in. You know that LSU had to be sick and tired of hearing how great Caitlin Clark was for two days. For 48 hours, they heard about back-to-back 40-point performances, a 41-point triple-double. They saw her talking a bunch of smack after they beat South Carolina. And the John Cena, you know, you can't see me against Louisville. They, they saw every bit of that. And, if, and I'm with you, man. If I'm LSU, I was going to give it right back to them the moment that I knew I had that ring on my finger. And I have, I, you know what, I applaud Angel Reese for it. I applaud Caitlin Clark for it. You know, especially the way that Clark handled it after the game. She felt it. She saw her, you know, but she wasn't – she knew that she talked a bunch of noise in the previous two games. So she, oh. she, she was like, yeah, they earned it. Absolutely. End of conversation, man. We want, we want personality. We want our athletes to speak their minds and be themselves, and that's exactly what Angel Reese did. Do you have a problem because it's a black-white thing? Do you have a problem because it's a man-woman thing? Do you have a problem because it's an age thing to all of them? Toss them aside authenticity that's what's important here and these kids whether or not you like how they express themselves clearly is not going to affect them let's get a couple of calls in on this george in california george is up next on espn radio george you have a problem with angel reese hey this is george in santa fe new mexico okay what's up george no i just yeah i kind of think it was bad sportsmanship. I mean, whenever Joe Burrow did it, whenever Steph Curry does it, whenever your boy from the Hawks, what's his name? Trey Young. They're doing it to the crowd. Uh, you know, they're not walking someone off the bench and getting in their face like that. That's that's where you draw the line. The taunting rule in the NFL. When you get up in someone's face, that's taunting. If you do it, you know, in the end zone with all your buddies and up in the crowd, you can put your hand to your ear, do whatever you want, but Yeah, she didn't step over her like we see in the NFL when taunting is most likely called. When you step over somebody and you're yelling at them on the ground, that's when it gets called. George, did you have a problem with Caitlin Clark talking noise to South Carolina? No, because she wasn't doing it to a specific player. She was doing it out with her teammates. That's where you're wrong. George, it's the same thing, dude. George, she she did the exact same John Cena event. It's no. seemingly constant. George, it it's the exact the same that was, that was thing, and thanks for the call. Exact same thing. And that's why you can't sell that here. It's silly to try to sell that here. Evans in Indiana next on ESPN Radio. Evan, what do you think? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? <clears throat> We're great. Good, good. Uh, yeah, I mean, just, you know, I think I, I definitely agree with you on this. Um, and, you know, you look at, you know, this LSU girl, and what was her name again? Angel. Angel, Angel Reese. Reese. Angel Reese, thank you. You look at her, and, I mean, it's part of the game. It's part of the culture. And, you know, if she's going to have her swagger, then that's fine. I mean, you know, you compare this to, like, Elijah Moore when they played uh, in football, uh, Ole Miss with Elijah Moore. I think it was, like, a, a bowl game. And, you know, he scores a touchdown, 
and he lifts his leg up like he's a dog peeing, I mean, that's where you have a problem, and that's where it's vulgar. But in this situation, no, I think you're, you guys are exactly right. And, uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, Angel, uh, I don't think she did anything wrong. And, uh, yeah, I think it's just part of the game and just part of the culture. There was nothing vulgar about this. I think it's a great point on your part. I'd have a bigger issue with it if it was. I would. You know what, Carl? I wouldn't have had a problem if she got teed up because she did follow, you know, Caitlin a little bit. You want to tee her up in the game? Okay. I don't mm-hmm. have a problem with that. Like Elijah Moore, he brings up that reference in the Egg Bowl against Mississippi State. They He got flagged for that, unsportsmanlike. Didn't it cost him the game? He ended up missing the extra point that would have sent it to overtime. And next thing you know, I, 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 an old friend gets fired as a head coach for at Ole Miss, right? So. Mm-hmm. Right at now, that was a deciding fact. Wasn't the factor of him you know, help. losing his job, but you lose the Egg Bowl in that form or fashion. That was a that was that was a big deciding factor in the decision to fire Matt Luke. But he got you know more got flagged for that. And, and, and look, if the, if the refs would have teed up Angel Reese, okay, game's over. You know, mm-hmm. and she did follow her a little bit, but. Caitlin Clark also was talking a ton of noise we, again after the South Carolina win, and she earned that right to do it. It, it was I, so amazing. I didn't have a problem with that and didn't have a problem with Angel. It, it was amazing that Kim Mulkey couldn't have gotten thrown out of that game or got a tech if she tried, and it looked like she was trying at times. Even my 14-year-old daughter brought that up, going, oh, Coach Mulkey's about to get teed up, and it never came. And that, that was also a little bit strange. But, you know, hey, every, every crew – when it comes to officiating, and that was a, a ticky-tack game that they called, in my opinion, yesterday. But every crew is going to be different, and you learn how that game is going to be called early on. And, and Kim Mulkey had a feel that, you know what, they were not going to te- team me up, and she took advantage of it. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. In just moments, what we're looking for from UConn tonight to try to claim a national championship and maybe put them into that vaunted discussion. Are they a blue blood if they do win a championship? Also on the way, more on the draft. And one area in particular that you will see more guys come off the board at a position in the first round than you ever have before. All on the way. Canty and Carlin, Ian Fitzsimmons, in for Canty on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. For the fifth time in school history, the Yukon Huskies will play for a national championship. When we're playing harder than the other team, which is our calling card. The rebound caroms right to Sonogo for an easy two. You know, we're able to kind of, you know, body blow our opponent. When you look at this Connecticut team, they can beat you in the post. They can beat you with the three. I think Dan Hurley put it best. They just wear you down. Sound courtesy of Westwood One NCAA Radio Network. I am looking forward to the championship game tonight. And I'm very curious now, early in the show, I will admit, I was all over UConn. I didn't really feel great about San Diego State's ability to win this game. But I will say that one, Ian Arthur Fitzsimmons, has turned me around completely on this, and now I want to take the points. (laughs) And Spatola. Chris Spatola, damn near guaranteed, you know, seven and a half. Yeah, take it. Cash a ticket. I'm yeah, in. listen, I, I'm coming around on it, but the big question that is, it, has been talked about today, I heard the guys talking about it on KGM, and it's, it's an interesting discussion. Is UConn going to be considered a blue blood if they win the title? I think UConn's already become a Thank blue you. blood. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I, with what? It's odd, right? Because they, you think about UConn, and the old heads would look at it this way, Ian that for the longest time, Jim Calhoun didn't win a championship with great, great teams in the early 90s. And the big knock was he couldn't get over the hump, and then he did in 99, and then went on to win two more championships, and then Kevin Ollie wins a championship. So they've got four altogether right now. Yeah, do you consider Villanova a blue blood? I do. Well, they've got four also. I'm with yes. you. You and I are in step with this one, man. I mean, I, to me, UConn's already there. Jim Calhoun propelled them to being one of the, you know, storied, you know, franchises in men's <laughs> college basketball. And I would I would say that Jay Wright did the same thing with Villanova. And now you've got, you know, Hurley going to be trying to be the third coach in a program's history to, to cut down the nets. Yeah, hmm. they, I, they don't need to win tonight. They're already there, in my opinion. No, I, I don't disagree. Here's Sean Farnham, ESPN College Basketball Analyst, yesterday on Sunday morning. And uh, this is his take on UConn being considered a blue blood if they win the title tonight. No, Myron, they will not join as a blue blood. And here's why. Because that's the most overused term in the history of college basketball. (laughs) Here's what I would say. UConn's athletic department's decision to move out of the American and and commit to wanting to be a basketball school and go back to the Big East with its natural geographical footprint of recruiting and rivalries instead of Tulsa and Tulane. And no disrespect to either one of those two programs. But instead of those programs in Eastern Carolina coming in to play up at the XL Center, you've got Seton Hall, Georgetown, down, Villanova. Those are schools that resonate within that fan base and gets them excited. And when you have games and atmospheres that get you excited, it allows you to recruit. When you look at this roster, the makeup of this roster, it's based on a lot of kids within that footprint. And guess what? They're here. They've been a great program. They, they hit a lull based on, I think, the decision to try to help football. Well, there was a decision to try to help football for a while, and they've gotten away from that. But they are 
a pure basketball school. And I think the one thing that I look at that, that doesn't really make the argument for me that they're not a blue blood already. I, I well, don't really understand where that came from. So they had a down few years after they had all kinds of issues with Kevin Ollie and having to pay him out and whatever violations they had going on. Calhoun did, uh, dealt with that too, but uh, whether you want to look at it as something that it just had a down period, that doesn't mean you're not a blue blood anymore. We've seen blue bloods go through dark periods. Yeah, look at Alabama football. It's called Mike Dubose and Mike Shula. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and you're going to say because they had that down period that they, they still weren't one of the most historic programs in the history of college football before Nick Saban got there? No, of course they were. So, and but I, I mean, I could not agree with Sean Farnham more on one aspect of what he said there. Uh. Blue blood is overused. It's one of the most overused terms in, in sports vernacular. It's like saying when we, we get into quarterback play in the NFL, is he an elite quarterback? Man, shut up with the whole elite thing. You turn the tape on, you watch the games, either you can or cannot play. That word to me is overused in evaluating quarterbacks as to how great or good they are. And then Blue Blood, Farnham is spot on. That term is also grotesquely overused when it comes to men's basketball vernacular or women's basketball vernacular. Listen, I just think if UConn wins another one tonight and you don't think they're, they're a Blue Blood, you're not paying attention you, to what amen. college basketball is. They're already there. Yeah, absolutely. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Ian Fitzsimmons in for Canty today. And that does not mean by any stretch that we are going to miss out on this hour's dash. Okay, football fan, let's get back to some football. This is the Dash for the Draft with Canty and Carlin. Myself, Chris Canty, Ian Fitzsimmons, Mike Tannenbaum, we will be hosting the draft on ESPN Radio April 27th, 28th, and 29th in Kansas City. Very much looking forward to that. And this year, if you have three tight ends taken in the first round of the NFL draft, it will be the first time that that will have happened in 21 years. Last time is 2002. Wow. Right now, as you look at the rankings of tight ends, there are at least five to six that are easily in the top 100 at this position, Ian. It is a, if your team needs a tight end, a ta- offensive tackle, or mm. running back, you're loving life. If you happen to be a free agent at tight end, tackle, or running back right now in the NFL, you're hating life because those three positions are ridiculously deep. And you look at the, just the tight end position, right, just to stick with this right now. Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame is going to play a decade, barring injury. Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. Had him twice last year. The guy is a just an absolute beast. Now, he's not your typical inline type tight end. Michael Mayer, you want him to go wham a nose? He can do that. You need him to carry safety up the seam? He can do that as well. Kincaid, he's not going in and, 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 and swapping paint with a Vince Wolfert type, right? But yeah. You throw anything near him, he's more of your traditional pass-catching wide receiver we see on so many levels right now in football. And then, uh, I can't emphasize this one enough, Darnell Washington, does he have the same type of wiggle and, you know, and, and looseness that those two dudes have? No. But he's every bit of 6'7". He's 270 pounds. 
There is not a ounce of fat on that man. And can he wham a nose? Hell yeah. He's a former tackle. You imagine if you're a safety and you're trying to carry that guy down the huh. field. Good luck. Good <laughs> luck. I mean, say a prayer. Yeah. I mean, because you throw it anywhere near him, he's catching it. And he, look, he only had 21 grabs, right? But mm-hmm. he's also playing behind some dude named Brock Bowers who wears 19 and they spawn that guy in a lap. Yeah. Yeah. Darnell Washington, Sam Laporta of Iowa, Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid. That's off the top of my head right now, can't you, I mean, Carlin? He, he, you just mentioned the name deep. that I was going to bring up, and that's Sam Laporta at Iowa. Here's all you need to know. First of all, look at the the lineage of tight ends that have come out of Iowa Great point. over the last several years. They do an amazing job. T.J. Hawkinson, George Kittle, Noah Fant. You can keep going uh, beyond that. Laporta... And seeing him quite a bit, and he is one of those instinctual, find-a-way-to-get-open guys. And when it comes to Iowa, in case you didn't know, they've had two things. An offense that has been centered around the run for 25 years, and a not-very-good-quarterback situation for the last few years. You're being kind. The quarterback situation stunk. I saw him yes. twice last year. They're awful. Absolutely. Those two things in mind, this guy had back-to-back years of 50 catches. 50 catches in the Iowa offense is like having 100 catches in somebody else's regular offense. It really is. Go look. Team leaders are usually around the 20, 25, 30 catch range. They just don't throw the ball. Sam Laporte is a guy I absolutely love in this draft. Yeah, like I said, it's very deep. If your squad needs one, you're going to get one. You need a running back, you're going to you have a shot to get a really good one. You need an offensive tackle, you're going to get a good one. It, those are the three. All the phone calls we've made, you know, with the draft now coming up on what three and a half weeks away. Uh-huh. Those are the three deepest positions. That is uniform. I have not found a single person that argues that point. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Ian, on this show, you know what we like to do? Win money. Yeah, and make people money. And we're going to do that. It's the national championship game, and we have got your play of the night coming in moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? <coughs> we're great. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. And Fitzsimmons is, uh, what's the word I would use here? 
um, convincing. I, I would say you're convincing because you have convinced me where we should be going with our play of the night. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, also on Series XM Channel 80. Ian has been in for Canty today. And Ian, as you know, it is time for our play of the night. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. So, frankly, earlier in the day, I was all over the fact that I think UConn minus seven would be what I would term uh, Lockadini. You know, I would have, I would have, I would have locked that up. But you have convinced me that this is going to be a tight game. San Diego State seven points they are getting, and the under. At one thirty-one and a half, which is a low under. Oh yeah. But the Aztecs getting seven under one thirty-one and a half, our two-leg parlay, paying off at plus two sixty-four. By the half point, don't ever get beaten by that hook, ever. Oh, the hook's the worst. Ever. The hook's the worst. Oh, we got beat by the hook last week. Kyrie Irving. Over. Yeah, you needed one more point. Yeah, yeah, twice, I should say. Kyrie Irving, we had that. And then we had the over in the Celtics-Bucks uh, game that killed us. Just always, absolutely killed us. Always by the hook because there's not, there's not a worse feeling out there for a wagerer than yeah. getting beat by that little you-know-what. So, well, the reason case, I like San Diego State wants this game to be in the high 50s, low 60s. UConn uh-huh. wants to play in the 80s. Chris Patola, I think, had more of an impact in him saying that go ahead, take the seven and cash your ticket. Uh, he knows a little bit more about hoop than, than my sorry butt, but there's also a waste of, of skin that I, I ran into at the Caesar Sportsbook leaving. He loved UConn. People like that don't win. That's why I love San Diego State. Waste of skin. This dude looked like he hadn't showered in a month. Oh. So you want to go 131? No, we want, we want, I'm one, you're going over or under? Under. Uh, we, we have buy it up to 132. Okay. So if we're buying it up to 132, the two-leg parlay only pays off at plus 230. But I'm yeah, riding with you on this. Come on. And, and here's the best part. You can blame me tomorrow if it loses. You can oh, take you, full credit if it wins. Yeah, listen. You didn't need to tell me. That's I already know what the game plan is. <laughs> Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is... Three and out. How about this one? Early this morning, the UFC and the WWE announced they are combining, they are merging to create a $21.4 billion entertainment company. The parent company, Endeavor, uh, who is the parent company of UFC, announced that with the WWE. They have not uh, called it yet. Uh, what it's going to be called, it's listed on the stock exchange as TKO, but that is that is nuts. And listen, for two guys who are brilliant at marketing, that will work exceptionally well for them. Uh, yeah, that McMahon guy knows what he's doing. Uh, Dana White knows what he's doing. Endeavor does as well. TKO is an appropriate name. At company is a monster. I, I had to be reminded of this. Vince McMahon in the early 80s, bought the WWE, 
for $1 million. Jeez. For $1 million. It's now worth $9 billion and now part of a $24 billion or $21 billion company. What? By the way, what was up with his mustache today? Did you see that? Is that fake? That had to have been fake. There was a picture of Vince McMahon with a mustache. Eric, yeah, do it. we know? If we Is that fake? I haven't heard whether it's fake or not. It sure looks fake. <coughs> it, it doesn't that's Bobby look Bobby Valentine. That's Joey Freshwater at the Industry Irish Pub in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> if you don't know about Joey Freshwater, go Google and you'll, you'll thank us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Joey Freshwater. Absolutely. It's Valentine in the, in the dugout. Anthony Rendon, speaking of the dugout, of the Angels suspended five games, got into a little scrap with a fan afterward who reportedly called him a name that begins with the letter B, and Rendon did not take kindly to that, grabbed him, called him a name, and then took a swipe at him. So, as a result, he's got five games to think about that. Yeah, he's got to walk away. How about this? Through the first weekend, average MLB game time dropped 30 minutes. Stolen bases doubled, batting average up 16 points. Ah, time. I'm watching baseball again, man. There's action on the base pass, Carlin. It's exciting. I know. There is nothing better than intended consequences actually happening. And that's what we've seen here. Listen, I'm a baseball fan. Admittedly, fell out of love with it the last several years. Right there with you. I watched a lot. Watched a lot this weekend. Very into it. Outstanding day with Ian Fitzsimmons. Loved every minute of it. Enjoyed it. Good job, brother. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.